are now listening to. Let's get into it. Bet Online doesn't think that there's a great culture going at Auburn because they released the over and under for <laughs> oh, each team. And Bet Online is just just passing along the information. They're the messenger, but yeah, they're the messenger, and so. They have Auburn slated at five and a half. Now, to put that in perspective, they have for Bama, ten and a half, Arkansas, seven and a half, Florida, six and a half, Georgia, ten and a half, Kentucky, seven and a half, LSU, six and a half, Mississippi State, six and a half, Missouri, five and a half, Ole Miss, seven and a half, South Carolina, six and a half. A&M, eight and a half, Tennessee, seven and a half, and Vandy, two and a half. So that gives a perspective of kind of what they feel most people will do. And from what you've been hearing, Mike G, there's just been several people on both sides of this fence. Like, that may be accurate. Then you got some people just like, who are these guys? So, which is... uh, probably most of us here just want to give some thoughts. We know six wins would be devastating in year two for Harson, mm-hmm. considering how last year ended. Yeah. Is this just knee jerk based on what has happened over the past five to six months with Auburn? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Is this just knee-jerk based on what has happened over the past five to six months with Auburn? B. Yes. Yes, exactly that. It is looking at the win total from last year, looking at the dysfunction in the offseason. It's a lack of confidence in the recruiting rankings Um, The quarterback position seems like it's not settled, or at least we don't have a stud at that position. So this is all that rolled into one. And if you were not familiar with the program, then I understand it. Well, let me not even say that. There are people who have been here following Auburn football for the last 20 years, and and they're going to echo and high-five to this prediction because they just didn't like Brian Harson from the beginning. So you don't have to be unfamiliar with the program to agree that five wins is our ceiling. I've seen um, social media people saying, well, we're going to go winless in the SEC because we kept Brian Harson." So that's not unique to Vegas because they don't know us and what we got going on. I, I am going to easily say I don't agree. I was perhaps more optimistic that we will win more six, more than six games last year. And honestly, I've got more reason to be optimistic this year. Because there are so many intangibles that happened that that were in play last year that aren't in play this year. Nobody seems to give any type of credit to continuity, to uh, coherency, to 
I don't know, fluidity of chain of command to, you know, maybe not having usurpers working under you at your job. How, how much better that can make things run in any organization when everybody who's there wants to be there, respects the person at the top and respects the chain of command. That, that works wonders. It, it takes it from a, a bad place to work to a good place to work when you get all those things. So off that alone, we're going to be a better team. Now, we saw how many times we came extremely close to winning some games that we lost. Mike has said this, I can said this, we've all said this. We don't have to be dramatically better in all phases to win more games. We just don't. We lost some guys, but honestly, no guy we lost was a world beater. Not one. Well, Roger McCreary, because that was to the draft. So that was the one world beater we lost, which that was inevitable. He was going to leave no matter what and go and go get his money. We have not lost anybody due to roster attrition hmm. that was going to be an unfathomable loss for us. We think we did, but we are also judging that based off of what was going on behind the scenes last year. And when some guys look valuable to the point where we can't do without that guy, but what really were, were who, who was that valuable? I, it's really hard for me to say now, honestly, Everybody who was the most productive, people like to throw production at you. Like, well, he was productive and he had yards. Yeah, because he was on the field. Do you know what the guy who wasn't on the field could do? No. Of course you don't. There's somebody who, who didn't see the field last year that's better at his position than somebody who was playing in front of him. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean that guy isn't good. So five wins is low in my estimation because that means we... Hmm, We've got that's our uh, that's our cupcakes. Yeah, well, yeah, we got worse. Yeah, that's our cupcake in Penn State, right? That's it. We win that, or that's our cupcakes lose to Penn State and then beat I don't know uh, somebody terrible, and then that's our season. Maybe Missouri. Missouri, yeah, lose to Missouri. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna suck. So yeah, Um, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I guess we got some time before we can really get into what we expect our win total to be. I'm betting the over on that. Well, we get into some of this betting content. I actually got the I got the push on that last year, so I didn't win it, and I was really sad. I was really sad. But no, was it over under seven? I, I bet six and a half. It's six, oh, six and a half, half last year. Oh, six and a half. I bet yeah. over and I lost. I bet over and I lost that. It's okay because I won another bet. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm there was going no to way bet to get a push last year. Yeah, I'm going to bet over again because the guys messed up. We'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Hmm. It seems to to me that with all of the people in the media, betting sites, being down on Auburn, it seems like the perfect setup for Harson to exceed expectations and actually create some positive momentum considering how low the bar has been set. What are your thoughts on that, Ike? Um, I mean... Set by who? Who's setting the bar low? You're talking about expectations from the media just, and from just Vegas? Just media and rankings and whatnot. I mean, so, I don't know that any of those expectations matter to the people who matter, right? Like, yeah. the expectations for them is seven, eight wins, regardless of what we were predicted to do. Unless we're predicted to do undefeated season, and then seven or eight wins is an underperformance. Um, but, like, if Brian Harson and company go out there and win six wins and beat their Vegas total, he's still in trouble, right? So, like, this being so low doesn't really 
change anything. He could win seven games. It's still a problem. Um, so I just, those expectations are, are irrelevant, should be irrelevant to Brian Harson in this team because he has other goals he needs to achieve. I think he has to get seven or eight wins this year to be in a good space uh, as far as the powers that be are concerned. Um, but I do think that the media expectations and the Vegas expectations should be additional fuel for the team to say, okay, I got you. We'll see. That should that should be enough to say, all right, cool. So everybody thinks we're going to be bad. Got mm-hmm. you. It's just mm-hmm. us in this locker room. Let's go prove them wrong. If that's not enough, then I don't know what else you need for motivation. The offseason, everybody said your locker room was a mess and you guys weren't going to be able to pull it together. Mm-hmm. The media is now predicting you to only win five games, essentially. And the rankings say the same. That should be plenty of motivation for a coach that everyone says that they have fallen in line with and we're, we're getting behind them to go out there and, and mop a couple of people up this year that you're not supposed to win against. Let, think about this. We've got three cupcake games this season. You're essentially saying, as somebody said earlier, you're only going to get two other games. That's it. Two other wins this season, and that's all we expect out of you. That's disrespectful this is this is this is the thing that I, that confuses me. And Mike and I talked about this. Everybody's like, "Well, we almost lost this game, and we almost lost this game," as if we didn't almost win games. As well. like, why is it that whatever narrative you want to feed into, that's the one that matters? It's like, oh man, we we were one miracle throw away in Georgia State from losing that game. We were one defended pass away from winning the Iron Bowl. Like, I just don't, I don't understand why it only works one way. Right. The South Carolina game, we were one fluke punt recovery situation away from having a chance to win. Like, there's just, there's, so, uh, there's a lot of almosts in this season. But why is it all, only the almost that feed the narrative of we're going to be worse this year based upon mostly... I, I, I don't get the talent conversation at all because most of the attrition that we had from the portal came from the defensive side of the ball, which we mm-hmm. did the most reloading on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The offensive right. players that we lost in the portal were Bo Nix, Sean Shivers, and Kobe Hudson, mm-hmm. essentially. Now we lo- And we lost an offensive lineman. But, right. Right. So we had four contributors last year. Nobody thinks our offensive line was good last year. So losing someone from that offensive line, you're telling me we got worse somehow? Okay, I don't, I don't even understand how we're arriving there. Everybody said our wide receiver core was terrible last year. So losing someone off of a terrible wide receiver core, why are you complaining about that? Sean Shivers touched the ball 14 times in the run game last year. Less than 100 yards. He was a contributor in the past game, but... I, I just don't see that as a significant loss to the team. And the, so you're you're essentially left with the quarterback. And if you're telling me the loss of Bo Nix contributes to us being a worst football team this year, I just don't, I don't see that. Not that Bo Nix isn't a good player, but again, 
if you want to say he was amazing in LSU, you have to concede he was awful against Texas A&M. And Georgia State. And, and Georgia State, right? You have to concede both of those things. So, again, my problem with Bo Nix is not his ceiling. It's his – I, I, I don't know how many times – like, oh, we might as well put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> it's Raise not, the floor. It's not – the, the yeah. issue is not how high his ceiling was. It's how low the floor, like, because when it was bad, it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Need I remind you of the moon balls at Penn State? Mm-hmm. Need I remind you of fumbling against air against Texas A&M? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know another way to say he was good when he was good. He was really bad when he was bad. I need somebody who's a little more in the middle in order for that offense to be more consistent. that's all. And if you can get more consistency towards the median, then you have a better overall offense. You just do. That's just how it works. When the guy who touches the ball every single play plays better consistently, your offense is better, mm-hmm. regardless of what the other talent is around him, and we did not get significantly worse there. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Talk to me, Mike. The big problem last year with Bo was he just did not have a pair of chill boys on. So obviously <laughs> he was sweating in key situations. And if he had treated his boys, maybe we would have won a couple more games. Now, uh, we're going to make sure Zach Calzada and TJ Finley get a pair on us so they can stay cool in pressure situations. But I'll tell you this. I think uh, ditto to everything Ike just said. The idea, five and a half represents the line between a disaster season and we didn't get any better. That's it. That's what five and a half is. We win six games. We're the same year over year. (laughs) We win five games. We got worse. We lose to our Georgia State. (laughs) That's that's the line. That's where we're at. And you just can't sell to me that that's where we're going to be this year. Now, People have their feelings about TJ. And, you know, I get it. I do. If you don't think that he's going to improve enough to help us, you know, that's on you. I'm not completely sold that the man can improve his game. But behind him, we brought in a guy who has done it in our league before. And I just don't know how you can look at what he accomplished. I would take what Zach Calzada did last year over what Bo Nix did last year. And I don't want to hear about Zach Calzada's tools. His offensive line was objectively worse than ours was. It was. Mm -hmm. By every number, by every metric. Now, the next thing people will say is, well, he had better talent around him. He had better receivers. Oh, okay, let's look at his receivers for a second. Yeah, about that. Um... the, 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 The top receiver... On Texas A&M squad last year was not a receiver; it was a tight end. Yeah, he had five hundred. Was it, it Widemeyer? Widemeyer. Yeah. yeah, he had five hundred and fifteen yards on forty catches. Our top wide receiver 
was uh, Kobe Kobe Hudson. Mm -hmm. He had 523 yards. So our guy had eight more yards than their top receiver. And from one to five in receptions, our guys were objectively better. They were statistically better than the one through five on Texas A&M. So if we had better receivers and a better O-line, pass-blocking O-line that Texas A&M had, how can Calzada come in here and we be worse? And arguably, at least equivalent run, running backs. Yeah, the only at least thing equivalent. Is- if not, I, I you know again, I would take our running backs every day over Texas A and M's. Even though I think Spiller and A Chain are, are phenomenal running backs. Yeah, yeah. But just- I just take. I'm, I'm going to take Tank Bixby and Jarquez Hunter over those two guys. Yeah, what what Calzada did behind that O line last year was one of the more remarkable feats in our league. I'm telling you, they were bad. They graduate, and Brian was screaming this about why Texas A&M wasn't going to be good. They graduated their whole O-line, all of them. Everybody that started on their line, they had the least experienced O-line in the league last year. It showed. And his receivers dropped just as many balls as ours did. Drop those chill boys. (laughs) Drop the boys, (laughs) right? So you had 27 drops for Bo. By, by our receivers, and 26 drops for Calzada. I mean, come on, man. Like, I just don't know how you can look. And then I watched the games that he won. He went out there and won some games for them. That, so that's what was interesting about when Calzada decided to start dealing. And I don't know what, what made it that. Um, it he's, looked, a ga- he's just a gamer, bro. He, he's he a gamer. Is. He is. Yeah. He, he stayed in the pocket to make those throws. And when he throws downfield... He was accurate more often than he wasn't accurate. Um, his his issue was intermediate accuracy. Almost like, wait, why why right there? Why was that not on target? Because nobody was around him. So he was he still had some inconsistencies, which is yeah. why he was on the market, right? But his inconsistencies, let's say this, we all think, and we saw our games, if you hit one missed deep shot in every game that we lost last year, mm-hmm. I think we win about half of the games that we lost. It either gets us in field goal position for three more points or it runs more clock because we get another set of first downs. And and that was the difference in at least half of the losses that we had last year. So it, it can make a difference. Yeah. I, I guess my point is just that um, we have a chance to be better. And the people who are on the we're going to be a five-win football team train are basing that on the belief that we got, we're obje- we're going to be objectively worse this year, with practically the same people. Kobe Hudson led our team in drops last year, and you don't know that the people who are coming up behind him can't be better. Yeah, you just don't know that. Right. Now I get. But, it, but again, everybody was saying our wide receiver core was terrible. So, like, why are you uh, mad at any of those guys not being here? Right. But I just I, I just want to say, like, the, the apprehension that people have about what they haven't seen, I understand. So if your stance is, I'll wait and see, I'm not sure. I'm nervous. Well, hell, I that's think we're fair. nervous. That's, right. that's completely fair. That's we're different. nervous. That's different from saying we're winning five, six games next yeah, year. Yeah, there's that's no way this that. team is can be better than, than what they, they were. Now, 
Here are the intangibles that nobody's talking about. The last time that we switched systems, we went three and nine. We had the worst season we've had in 50 years. It could last year could have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. And I think that's a credit to this team. I mean, you have you, to say we're gonna win five football games, you have to focus on only the bad things that happened last year. Right. Right. And then you have to assume there's no way these guys can improve in the offseason. Now, that takes you to our second point, strength and conditioning. This is year two of the Jeff Pittman program. We have done, how many player interviews have we done, Ike? A lot. From the current team, uh, like uh, we did two quarterbacks, two um, tight ends. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Never mind. (laughs) It's about, uh, it's about six or seven. We, it's about yeah, six or seven. We, we, right. Sorry. My bad. Now, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and, 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 and we didn't we, say any we, names. It's okay. Yeah, huh. I did. Huh. My bad. Uh, my bad. And we did the head coach. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the news that came out of these interviews was everybody, 90% of the team, PR'd this spring in the weight room. Yes. These guys are significantly stronger. Now, why does that matter? If you are on the O-line sucks train, I would petition to you that This O-line last year was built for what Gus wanted to do. That's a very different strength and conditioning program. Quite frankly put, they did not have the physical tools to execute the brand of football that Brian Harson wanted to play last year. Mm -hmm. And O-line is such a physically developmental position. Mm -hmm. And one spring, you can't change your body enough to play big boy football. You can't. Mm -hmm. When Crystal Ball... Went into Oregon, the first thing he did was beef up the O-line. <laughs> mm-hmm. It took years. So, in year two, they have a chance to be significantly better. I think that's why one of the reasons we were bad at run blocking. They weren't, uh, we had a run game predicated on misdirection. Mm-hmm. Not on right. smash mouth football. Right. Right. And year two, with everybody PR, and these guys will physically have the strength, possibly, to get pushed on the line. Year one was going to be hard. And year two, you can make significant jumps in the offseason with a new strength and conditioning program. There's a reason freshman linemen don't start in our league a lot. Yeah. You have to be physically gifted because it takes about a year to catch your body up to the level that it takes to play SEC football. I no, I get. Go ahead. Watching, uh, watching MJ's The Last Dance, and he was talking about the break he took to go play baseball, and he came back and he joined the Bulls after that break for the playoffs. But he said, "I, I had a baseball player's physique." He's like, "Basketball's a different sport," and you're talking about a dude who had been in basketball shape pretty much his entire adult life, mm-hmm. and because he had taken two years to get in baseball shape. He wasn't fine-tuned to be great at basketball the way he was just two years prior. And he had been great and in great basketball shape for years. And he mm-hmm. still took the, the entire offseason coming into the following year to be in the best basketball shape he could be. Now, if the greatest of all time needs a year to get his body together, yeah. yeah. Then the Auburn Tigers say, <laughs> can take a year to yes. get it together. Yes. Right. <laughs> so— I don't. I'm not sure that we had as much of a talent issue as it was that we had a development issue, and I think they fixed a lot of that this offseason. Because I would 
for all the people screaming about how bad this O-line is, again, I would petition to you that this O-line has not ever been great under Gus. You know, because if you want to harp on sacks, even in the better years, we gave up a ton of sacks. Right. Jared Stidham got sacked 36 times in 2017. But, well, but I, if you're if you're asking your receivers to 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 run go routes like that, those are slower <laughs> developing plays. I'm telling you, there yeah. are just I guess my, my 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 point is 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 that without all the trickiness, you know, because in the past what you needed was you needed excellent skill players to cover up for what the O line lacked in terms of Smash Mouth football. Right. That's why Auburn would always get to the finish line and then get beat. It's why I had very little faith we were going to beat Georgia in the rematch in 2017 in that SEC championship game. I was hopeful. You could argue if carry-on was healthy, we may have won. But I'll tell you what, it's tough. Without carry-on, you needed your line to get the push that we needed against these guys. And they couldn't. They just didn't have it in the tank. But we've learned that that brand of football is dying. You cannot, you have to have dynamic skill position players for that to work. That's why Cristobal immediately discarded with that when he got to Oregon. Because he said, if I can build SEC linemen in the pack, I'm going to have a significant advantage over everybody. But that's that's the brand of ball we were trying to play. I just think... You have to take all this into account if you're going to, and it's hard, it's hard to project. It is, so I get it. So I get why people are hesitant. But I'm just, I think we're here to say, here's the other side of the coin. Here are, here's the things that you're not seeing that are happening in the offseason. Players are getting stronger, faster, and smarter in year two. Mm-hmm. They understand assignments and systems. Coaches are a year smarter. Come on, man. Five wins? That's disrespectful. So you're taking the over on that, obviously. I'm, dro- I'm dropping a bag on six <laughs> games. <laughs> I'm dropping a whole ass bag on six games. There you go. Five games? <laughs> Come on. That doesn't even count. That sounds like another Every shirt. time because you say the word doesn't count. Yes, it Birmingham. does. Birmingham mumble, man. Come on. Don't count. <laughs> but you didn't mumble. <laughs> you said it so clear. That one, said- I don't need it for that one. I don't need it for that one. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, I didn't count. <laughs> yeah, in order for it to bend the Birmingham mumble, you would have had to say, man, you had to drop, I'm going to drop a whole ass bag. That's the Birmingham yeah, mumble. That's, that's right a there. mumble. See, take it from a dude from Birmingham. Uh, that's how you're supposed uh, to execute uh, the Birmingham mumble on that, bro. Uh, the one, the one guy on here not from Birmingham. I want to work on that in the Birmingham mumble. <laughs> right. The, the only, only one, one not from Birmingham trying to do the mumble. Oh, listen. I, I, I was there a lot. You did the Phoenix City mumble. That was the Phoenix City mumble, okay? <laughs> you said the whole word. Whole okay. ass bag. <laughs> That's the Phoenix City mumble. <laughs> you are, you now, are now listening, listening to, to 